This is Mary Carey, and you're listening to Tanya Tate Presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILF's Making Money. On today's show, be thankful for the little things in your life, turning negatives into positives. And today's guest is an adult entertainment megastar, Mary Carey, and we are discussing creative ways how she keeps her brand growing. So let's talk about... being overwhelmed with things, just being in a house, just being alive every day, just getting up in the morning. There's things that really do feel like you are being overwhelmed. This is coming at you, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Everything is going on in my head in the morning when I first wake up. So you know what? You have to take it back to basics. You really do don't need to be overwhelmed with things. There are tricks, there are tools, there are things that I do. You know, you can blame something, you know, that's given me anxiety. I can blame that thing, that person, that situation. But no, that person, that situation, that's the trigger for you feeling overwhelmed. And your overwhelmness, if I said that the right way, is coming from your interpretation and how you're dealing with things. You know, we can sit on social media all day long and you see things coming at you and you're like, oh, that's going to cause me anxiety and oh, all these people are dying and this is going on and there's so many things that are just thrown at you and you think, this is just far too much. What if this happens to me? What if that happens to me? What if the bad thing that has happened to that person, what if that's going to happen to me? It really does get scary. You know, even, you know, just things for me, things about COVID, things about climate change, things about traveling, things about people being murdered. These are just little things that I pick off from the social media. And it really starts getting to you when you think about it. But you've got to stop that. Those little scary things, you can get over them. I was sitting there, you know, and I get on that social media And I go to my positivity list. So on social media, particularly on Twitter, you can make lists. So in my lists, I've put in a lot of positive accounts. You know, I follow someone, they they literally just tweet positivity. Sometimes they seem like more of a bot account where they're just literally posting quotes and phrases and things. And sometimes when I'm getting really, things are getting to me and everything feels like it's, I'm feeling overwhelmed and anxiety and everything's carrying on. I just go 
to my positivity list and I scroll down it and I feel a little bit of peace and I think this is what really matters and I start reading some of these quotes, some of these statements and it really helps me focus my mind and once I can put my mind in a more of a positive state, everything else follows with it. The thought of the little things. Now, this is where thankfulness comes in. You know, you've got all the negatives that are going on. You've got to turn them into a positive. And the way that I do that is by thinking of each situation and thinking of each negative and turning it around and having a positive thought about it, being thankful for it, and saying an affirmation, like a positive statement as to why the situation is a positive situation. You know, one of the people that I really love to follow is Diamond Dallas Page. I've mentioned him quite a few times. And, you know, I've not done loads of the Tanya Tate Mills Making Money podcast, but he really is a very influential person. And, you know, he's on my positive list on the tweets. And I come across a, a little tweet of his and, you know, he was saying to write a list, write a list of the things that you feel negative about and turn it into a positive. So I thought, great, that is exactly what I need. I use this podcast to just share little things that I find, share things that I find that can help you refocus, that can get your mind balanced, that can give you that space in your mind to start thinking about work and being more creative and thinking of different ideas and working your way through your work day. Because doing some kind of work, the work is what we get back. You know, we, we get repaid. Sometimes we get repaid by having a big heart. That's amazing. But also we want to be paid back by having our bank balance going up as well. Let's be honest, we can't live off fresh air. I mean, some people might live off fresh air. They might live, you know, in charitable situations or situations where, you know, they're not able to fully provide for themselves. But most people, we want to have a good, solid income coming in. And if you can focus your mind, stop thinking about all those negatives and be thankful for the little things in your life the big things, the big changes will start rolling in. I'm going to tell you, I printed off Diamond Dallas's page tweet. He wrote a list. So basically what he did, he had a piece of paper and he wrote down 10 different things to be thankful for. I looked through them, I printed it off and I looked through it and it's been sitting on the table. And every time the last few days that I've been thinking, oh, things are going on or things are happening in the house. And I'm like, well, let me just look at this piece of paper. Let me make my own thoughts. And this is something that a lot of us can really be thankful for. Just 10 basic things, just write them down. You know, there are other people that come in the house, you know, someone comes in and looks after Ozzy and Ozzy's like really noisy and I'm trying to have a conversation and it's like, there's all this noise going on. It's noise, noise, noise. Can't hear, can't think, can't concentrate. Oh goodness, so much noise. But you know what? There might be so much noise, 
but there are people in your life. Be thankful for that. I have an amazing son. I'm so thankful for him. You know, that noise. Yeah, he's here. You know, waking up in the morning. We, we've all got to wake up at some times and you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, I've got to wake up, I've got to wake up. But you know what? It's a new day start and be thankful for the new day. You're in the house, you know, what have you got to do in the house? You've got to keep your house clean. Oh, even if it's just simple tidying up. But you know what? Be thankful that you've got a safe, warm house to live in. Things pile up, jobs pile up, laundry, clothes, dirty washing. It all needs cleaning. But you know what? You have got clothes to wear. Be thankful for the clothes that you have to wear. Be thankful for the clothes that you have. The clothes that keep you warm. The dishes are piling up. There's all dirty dishes in the sink. You know what? Be grateful that you've got food to eat on the table. Be thankful for that. Oh, there's a big mess on the floor. There's all crumbs under the table. Look at that after we've eaten. Yeah, you're having family meals. Be thankful for family meals. Family can include friends. Doesn't have to be someone that's blood related. You've got crumbs under the table. You've had a happy meal at that table. Oh, you've got to go and get all that grocery shopping, haven't you? But you know what? Be thankful that you've got the food. You've got the money to provide you for the food. Now, are you getting the idea? (laughs) Are you getting the idea of this? You know, you've got to stop what you're doing and you've got to answer these endless questions that you're being given. You know, is it someone, is it your child? Is it someone that's asking you something? But you know what? If it's a child, that child's brain is growing. They're asking you the questions because they want to learn. And then every day for me, you know, I think, oh, I'm tired. I've got, I woke up this morning. I've got a creak in my neck. I have the inflammation going on in my body from the chronic Lyme disease that I have. Sometimes I'm like, oh, oh. But then I think, you know what? I am still alive. It's another day. You're getting the idea. I know that you are. See how many simple things that you can really be so grateful for you take that negative thing that is really feeling like you're feeling overwhelmed you're thinking about it you're being thankful for a positive we can all do that I'll tell you now next time that you're in one of those situations where you're just feeling overwhelmed try it stop even if you want to write a list I was speaking to one of my family the other day um, back home in Liverpool in the UK and she was saying, you know, things have been feeling a little bit overwhelmed for her lately. She didn't reply back to my message for a few days. So I was working out and I was working out at home and I had like the, a band on my leg. It's like, you know, one of those big rubber bands, an exercise band. And I had it wrapped around my legs and I was doing something with my legs and I thought, you know, I'm going to think about it. So I texted her, thinking of you right now, I said, I'm doing my exercises. So I've got my rubber band on. I said, current situation. I took a picture of me lying on my side with the with the belt wrapped around my legs, all sweaty. And she messaged me back and she's like, just seeing you now, she said, you look great. She said, I'm, I'm going to get mine out. And I'd, I'd sent a few messages to her and she hadn't replied back to me. But one of the messages I'd wrote to her because I know she was feeling a bit overwhelmed. I said, remember, I said, I said and you know this more than me because she's a very positive person and she's been very encouraging in my life, especially the last year, you know, when we've been in lockdown, 
Well, most importantly, I lost my 21-year-old brother last year and she was the person that was there by my side, supporting me and and trying to give me more positivity in my mind when you're, you know, when you're dealing with the the grief over someone so young and so close has died. And she helped me. She helped, we, we kind of helped each other. We, we supported each other. It was a two-way thing, but she really did help me. And she, I felt like she guided me on a very positive path. And I said to her, I said, you know this more than me. I said, happiness is an inside job. It's very true. Happiness is an inside job. So I'm telling you, be happy inside yourself. And then we can be focused, ready to make our cash. And I do love having those positive people around me and positive things. And I have my book, Stay Positive. It's by John Gordon and Daniel Decker. So I'm going to read one of them today. I do this, I just flick the pages. It's not a book I like to read from beginning to end. It's not like a storybook. It's one that's just full of quotes. And you can just flick a page and you can just read something. This one's jumping out at me today. So I'm going to share it with you. So by John Gordon, Daniel Decker, stay positive. Encouraging quotes and messages to fuel your life with positive energy. We are blessed to be a blessing. This doesn't have anything to do with material things, although it can. It's about having a mindset of gratitude, seeing your life as a gift and using your gifts to make a difference for others. Think about that. You're blessed. It doesn't have to be about the material things, but it can be. But it's about having that mindset of gratitude, that positivity, that thankfulness. Every single one of our lives is a gift. And if we can do something today to make a difference for others, then I'll say that's a day well lived. Coming up next on MILFs Making Money, myself and adult entertainment megastar Mary Carey will be discussing creative ways how she keeps her brand growing. You are listening to Tanya Tay Presents MILFs Making Money Podcast. And we are talking creative ways to keep your brand growing. Today, my guest is an adult entertainment megastar. She's made over a hundred X-rated movies, have been a featured dancer flown to most of the prominent gentlemen's clubs in the US. She's in the AVN Hall of Fame. She's a radio host, reality TV star, being featured on Playboy TV, Howard Stern. She also ran for governor of California, placing in the top 10 of 135 candidates. Finally, a politician you want to be screwed by. Welcome to my special guest, Mary Carey. I'm talking for myself. I loved hearing that. I wish no matter where I go, it's like when you go to the strip club and they read it out. I'm like, I would like someone to read that every time I go anywhere. Like, I'm coming to the gym today. Send someone in to like let everyone know. I would really like that. And with your voice, that was great. You like that? Well, you, you know what? You've got the recording of it, Mary. You could oh, just have yes. it. Put it on your phone now. Put it. Yes. Record that bit. Put it on your phone and say, Mary Carey is in the house. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> I used to, when I used to drink heavily and I would get drunk out in public, it always turned into a few drinks of me going, I'm Mary Carey, bitches. I can do whatever I want. I'm Mary Carey. Like, <laughs> oh, and then if I got really drunk, I'm Mary fucking Carey. Like, <laughs> Oh, Mary, so, you're so funny. I'm sure you've seen me crazy like that. <laughs> We've met each other. You know, we first become friends when we were both hosting mm-hmm. the radio shows. You know, you did Playboy Radio and then you moved over to Vivid Radio. To Vivid Radio. Yeah, yes. I didn't do much at Play because I was there. And then like right when I started, Farrell, uh, I guess, left. And so then I was gone again until Farrell went to Vivid. So Farrell was so. the, um, he was like the producer yeah. of the shows, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. So he was at Playboy and then everything and moved over. It. I actually interviewed Christy Canyon um, on one of the earlier shows and she was saying, yeah. you know, when it was kind of going down, as soon as Farrell left from Playboy, she oh. knew it was going down. So she's like, I got on the phone to Vivid, to Stephen Hare. She's like, you need <laughs> to have this radio show. Yeah. Really? I think, you know, I think she told me that a long time ago. I forgot though. That's true. Yeah. She yeah that's yeah very smart i can't believe it's all gone oh yeah we have we we all have christy canyon to thank for for giving us like another whole load run of radio you know the host me you christy canyon there there were a lot of other girls as well wasn't Mm -hmm. there but yeah we we did we got to meet each other on vivid radio and it was syndicated on vivid so we did i think we went out for a few lunches as well didn't we we did i think for my birthday yeah let's see yeah when i was turning 35 so it was like 2015 i think yeah that long ago i always can remember my age because born 1980 so it's like it's always like the same and i can't lie about i want to lie about my age i actually actually did for like about six months but then I ran for governor and like once you put your ID like everything's out there so it's kind of sucks so my age that's listed on like Wikipedia I'm like so many people probably think that's a fake age and I'm actually even older but I can't lie about my age you know so <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the age <laughs> yeah you don't want to ask me that question I, yeah. I, mean, I still tell guys if they ask me on cam I'll say I'm 36 but I'm like, it takes them one second. They can Google me and find out I'm really 41. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like, do you know what, though? <laughs> it doesn't really matter the age. You yeah, know? it doesn't. Not even, These days, older is better, I think, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, we're MILFs. We have that MILF yeah. age. You don't have to have a exactly. child. You can have a dog child. It don't <laughs> really matter. Yeah. We're, we're still MILFs and we are those MILFs that are making money. And, mm. you know, you, I, I, I looked up, it's got to be, um, it's it's almost 20 years, I believe, according it to is. online records. It is, it is. I started, the very first thing I did as Mary Carey was, Octo- oh my God, it has been 20 years. My first feature dance appearance was temporary October of 2001 and then I started featuring regularly October of 2001 as Mary Carey I was a feature before I did anything else like I missed my 20 year like I didn't even realize it till you said it it has been 20 years how so how did you get started into feature dancing as Mary Carey <laughs> yeah oh my god and my first porn was in March of 2002 we're getting close to that 20 years of that wow well I was so I started because technically I've been in the adult industry though since I was 19 years old I had got a job working for an adult website where it was called like the girl's house and we would do you would show up to this warehouse but it was decorated like a house you know this was 1999 other technology was very advanced for 1999 (laughs) and we had a different camera in every room and the rule was you had to spend uh, an hour in each room two were chat rooms one was a kitchen one was a workout room one was a shower so, I mean, I loved it. I was in college at the time. Three days a week, I would work there. 
You know, I would get $200 for eight hours, which, you know, for three days a week when you're in college, it's like the greatest thing. And Plus, 20, I got 20 years ago as well, yeah, that was still a lot of money. Exactly. And I mean, for me, I was like, okay, I'm getting paid to like take a shower and exercise. I would bring my homework and sit, you know, do that. I mean, I was very naive though with, with the whole like the chatting thing, you know, like one, one of the rooms you had to sit and like, you're supposed to use toys. And I remember when I got hired, they told me to bring my toys with me. And I was like, I think my grandmother threw them away when I was a kid. I didn't know what a sex toy was, you know? So like for the first couple of weeks I worked there, I would just like be chatting and showing my boobs. And then finally they brought me a vibrator and they're like, here, use this. You got to use the toy. And then I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> but I did that for a few months. And some of the girls that worked with me, they were at the time I thought super old, you know, they were like 32, 34. <laughs> Younger <laughs> than us right now. <laughs> yeah. But at the time they seemed so old to me and they all told me I wish make, I would make so much more money stripping. So then I think I ended up, I kept getting fired from that online chats every like three weeks they'd fire me and rehire me because I would like get really drunk like sometimes I would just pass out in the room like sometimes I would just be tired from school and I would just like zoom in on my pussy and then like that was it that's all you'd see for like an hour while I took a nap I'm sure there were people that didn't complain about the clothes (laughs) but they were like you know you're not doing anything so I um I worked at a strip club then I only worked there for three months because there I kept getting in trouble for underage drinking. (laughs) See, drinking is a problem that has followed me. So I went around to so many different strip clubs. I would work and then get in trouble work. And then, I mean, I think I worked at 10 strip clubs in two months, you know, until I finally found one that nobody knew who actually like had hired me. So no one checked my ID and I told them I was 26. And so they let me drink underage. I mean, it was definitely, I had gone from like the nicest club and worked my way down, but you know what? I made good money and they had featured dancers every week. And I was so jealous. I was like, why does this girl get her picture? And why is everyone tipping that girl? And how come she gets to wear fun costumes? And so I was like, I want to be one of those girls. And then that's what I contacted a feature agent who's, I don't even think he was around anymore after 2002, but. Charlie Fry was his name uh, and he told me, okay, we'll make you, let's get your name and then you should go do some porn. And he helped me come up with Mary Carey. Mary is my first name. And he was like, okay, like, let's think of a celebrity you like. And I was like, oh my God, I like Christina Aguilera. Can I be Mary Aguilera? And he's like, That's no. too hard. And I was like, can I be Mary Spears? He was like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, well, you know, and the Mariah Carey thing is like, people think, you know, people thought I looked like her. So That's there cute. you go. <laughs> And then I feature dance, but I wasn't making much money. If you feature dance without a big name, although for me, it felt like big money. I mean, it was like also you would get booked for, it was like 20 show bookings, right? So I'd be like, wow, $2,000. Like, I couldn't believe I'm getting paid $100 every time I go on that stage, plus tips. So to me, it was a lot of money. But then I found out, you know, if you build your, you know, I found out you can get a lot more money. So then that's when I went out to LA and decided I was going to do porn and Playboy to build up my name, you know, to for featuring. God, 20 years. It, it was knowing that you can make that money, but yeah. if there was something else that could raise that money to get it bigger. So by then going into making porn movies, mm-hmm. like adult X-rated movies, putting yourself in there, now you're building a different kind of following. So now the clubs are like, this girl, oh wow, she's got a bigger fan base. Mm-hmm. So it's, exactly. it's been smart about thinking about, hey, how can I turn this so I'm making more cash from it? It's true. I mean, that's exactly, 
you know, that's what it was. I took a whole, I took like a break from featuring to just sit in LA and to work. Um, but you know what the thing is though? I mean, I love feature dancing, but I also love being, especially the porn from like in the Playboy sets and Cinemax movies. I mean, the ones I got like the last of the good era, I think, you know, cause I think in the early two thousands, I mean, we still had like, you know, craft services, a wardrobe person, you know, it's so much like, it was like you felt like a real Hollywood set. When I would do my Cinemax movies, I remember the ones I did for Playboy. I had my, and when I was on Playboy Seven Lives Exposed, different shows, I would have my own trailer and we were shooting a Cinemax movie for three weeks, one movie. You know, it was like, that was 2002. You know, the budgets, everything was much bigger. So it felt really glamorous. So I enjoyed feature dance, but I enjoyed being on set. I enjoyed the photo shoots because it was all very, it just felt glamorous. I loved the conventions. I mean, I would, I really don't, you know, I just keep trying turning down the conventions because the conventions in the early 2000s were, you know, my first AVN, I was at the Hustler booth and this company called Rain Video. I was getting $500 a day, day to sign for four hours at one, 400 from the other. So 900 hotel, makeup, and you're not having to charge a fan 20 bucks for a photo and hustle. So guess what? The girls weren't dressed in like pasties offering a lap dance for a $20 photo, you know? Girls were like, you were, everyone honestly, it was like dressing up, trying to almost like outdo each other, but with like classy, like, I mean, a lot of these girls were in like, like fancy designer brand clothing, you know? And yeah. it was fun and it was, you know, you felt like the fans could get, you know, like, it was just so much better. These come. It wasn't just standing at a table with a sign behind you. It was like these huge boots, you know. And that just slowly started to go away by like 2010, you know. Budget started disappearing though, didn't it? You know, I yeah. got into the industry about 2010, so I did go to some of the conventions. <laughs> you didn't get to have all the fun stuff. Well, I saw some of the conventions, you know, some of the yeah. booths, and they did. They had like the stars, the girls of the year, mm -hmm. all their contract stars yeah. that had made them a lot of money that year, and they would handpick those girls and put them behind the booth and then there would be a yeah. line of fans but I've done the other side where you do you have to hustle and you have to make Gosh, that cash yourself like you know I've done the mm -hmm. you know I've I've signed for girlfriends films and they they yeah. paid me a set fee but I've mm -hmm. also signed for myself where I'm having to make that hustle and I, it, it's yeah. it's more difficult I have to say when you've got a hustle yourself oh i can't do it. that's just unfortunately i'm let's see i've only done about four exoticas total and i luckily i was still getting the company I, they like pay me a fee to sign but then also whatever i sold i got half of and they took half you know what i mean but like i'm just i don't think i'm a very good hustler <laughs> and i don't think you know it was hard because there was some girl who i never heard of but you know again she was she basically was telling the guys for that ten dollar picture twenty dollar picture she's gonna grind on them she's in no clothing basically i couldn't do it i just i don't think I'm, i don't know i couldn't do it it's not it's way too hard <laughs> and it's just it's, it's just not for me <laughs> carrie's like mary carrie if you want to come and have me grind on you and see me like grinding <laughs> on the stage there's a feature dance place where you can yes. come and see me yeah. do my feature dance appearance and you can make that rain on me, baby. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> Very, but yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was so much fun in the, two th the early 2000s. If I could go back to that, I mean, porn sets were so, everything was really, even feature dancing was so much better then, you know, it's, I think everything, I, and I think it is because of the online, I don't know, maybe it's the online stuff, but everything 
things things change yeah things change and and you know you're referencing a lot of the budgets and you know let's be honest the piracy come online and things suddenly got shared for free and so Mm. people really stopped paying for the porn so this is a knock-on effect and you know but but things change you know in life and we you know our bodies change our ages change Mm -hmm. and the way that we have to make money changes as well so yeah. you know it's like a, a turning point so talk to me you know i'm gonna get this out there i'm really interested to hear you know the part about where you were running for governor of oh, california governor, yeah and, okay. and i just i just want to say i love that tagline mary it's like oh. <laughs> it's like finally a politician you want to be screwed by exactly (laughs) yes it's something you know how i got i actually i i wish i could say i came up with that myself but i didn't i was doing alan combs he was a fox news radio host i was on his radio show and the last few minutes of his show this was like the first time i ran for governor though so it was around 2003 he just let people call in and they would get to say whatever they want for like 30 seconds and someone just called in and you know and just says, finally, apologize. You want to be screwed by and like hung up the phone. And I instantly was like, there we go. That's my, that's my thing now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, I wish I came up. I'm surprised that I didn't come up with that. It, well, didn't. you know what? It was a fan putting an idea in your head. Exactly. It was and, good. It was good. You know, some, <laughs> sometimes things are just put in our path and our journey yeah. for you to be like, hey, Mary, this is mm-hmm. this is what you're destined to do. You've placed ten out of t- in the top yeah. ten out of 135 yeah. candidates. You know <laughs> that's a massive feat. You know, so you know what? You, tell me, like, what were some of the things that helped you get successful to be in placed in mm. the top ten? Okay. Well, you know, so I'd been in California. Then at that point, I had because for a while I was going back and forth from Florida to LA, and then I finally made the move. Uh, to California, March of 2003. And so this was in August of 2003 was the camp when the campaign started. The owner, I was under contract with Kick-Ass Pictures. They were a very small little company, up and coming company. So I had signed with them because I had like already seen that like when Jenna was the first Wicked Girl and Tara had been the first Digital Girl, I was like, if you're the first girl for the company that signs, like all this money goes into marketing you versus if you sign, like I think Jill Kelly was the other company that offered me a contract with Jill Kelly Productions. I would have just been one of a bunch of girls, you know? So I signed with Kick-Ass and then he told me that he's like, I will make sure your household name in one year. And then three months later, he called me up and said, do you want to run for governor? And I was like, I don't know. I dropped out of college. I was a theater major. You know, can I? He's like, as long as we're over 18 and have no felonies. So we, we went and collected. So you only need 65 signatures for a recall. So that is why so many more people can run. Uh, the reason that this year they were able to weed people out, this, but which I started to run this year. But this year they had said the rule was that you had to put forth five years of your tax returns, which I was not comfortable. And it had to, you had to sign off or your, your tax return. Anyone could go look at it online. I was not comfortable doing that. You know, also wouldn't have been fair for my like my husband's salary to be disclosed to, you know. So but then it turned out, you know, oh, my God. So then no one really ran this time. And then some one of the guys who didn't file, it turned out the the judge ruled in his favor that you didn't need to turn in the tax returns because that was yeah, whatever. It was a whole legal thing that I should have done it. But just got yeah, because I was thinking about last time it was so easy to run. And then I went off on how mad I am at myself. Well, you know what? 
the tax return thing. So either way, the first yeah, time I'm, I'm will... going to, I'm yeah. going to say though, Mary, I, I completely understand, you know, so what you're saying, we're, we're going to go and talk about the first time, but we're just talking yeah. right now. Let's just talk about this current one that was literally just a few months ago. Oh, yeah, That's that the one that you were going to run for, but then you realize that you have to provide your tax returns yeah. like mm-hmm. for, for your household. So it includes yes. everybody in the household, in your mm-hmm. household. And then that information's put online. I think that's really unfair to, uh-huh. you know, to, to put it out oh, there. Oh, all those, I mean, I can already picture it being, I you know, TMZ and a bunch of those other websites would either be, they'd be poking fun at me thinking I didn't earn enough money or they'd be like, oh my God, how is she making this? It would just, I would have been, it was a complete setup for me. Like I can take a lot. I mean, I, I make, I totally am in on the joke about me. I'm like a, I'm totally silly and um, I, I'm fine with that. But it, when it was going to come down, like, it was just too much personal information that I was, wasn't comfortable yeah, no, being I, out there. You I know, agree. it just, cause you, you know, the media would have dissected my tax returns. Oh, she wrote this off. How come she gets to write that off? You know? And then I just thought it was setting me up also to be audited possibly, you know? Yeah. I totally understand. So let's go back to the first time then. So you got asked, yeah. you had the phone call. Do you want to run um, for governor? Yeah. And all you had to do is get the signatures, turn in your paperwork and a filing fee of $3,500. And that was it. Yeah. And so then I just started the campaign stuff, you know, and, you know, I started going on Jay Leno's show. And then I already gone on Howard Stern a few times, but Howard Stern, I went to this a big dinner with like Ronald Reagan's son. I had a mainstream magazine cover. I did a segment for the Today Show. I was always on all the different Fox News shows and MSNBC shows. And and then I did a game show called Who Wants to Be Governor of California for Game Show Network. And I won that. The prize was $21,000. Uh, like, um, it was the biggest campaign donation you're allowed legally. It was 21200 So I did, nice. I, I did that show. So it was really fun, you know? I mean, like, and all of a sudden my feature rate, like, I had taken off from featuring, really, from... March until now, then all of a sudden the rate was a big jump. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm getting paid. A-. And then I went, you know, it's funny. And then after that, I was booked every single weekend. And I remember it was like always like at least six to 7,000 just to show up. I mean, it was five to 7,000, depending on how many shows. Back then, there was a lot more shows than today, though. And it was just like, and people really came and they bought their Polaroid pictures, you know, people bought Polaroids. So it wasn't like you were trying to sell them to get a picture on their own phone. And it's like you brought the Polaroid camera. And people would line up for these Polaroids, you know. It was a very big deal to some of these collector guys. And uh, yeah, every single weekend was booked. It was fun. <laughs> I, I, it was crazy. I, I, I love this. It's like, you know, you found a creative idea, you know, the, the fans suggested it and you've run with it. You've gone, you know, it's it's like that seed. It's that seed of creativity and you've run with it. You've gone with it. You know, you've, mm-hmm. you, you're doing all the running for the governor. And the media have picked up on it. You've got a lot of coverage from the media. And that in turn is, you know, springboarded you to a higher place with, you know, with the feature dancing. And now you're able to command the higher rates. And Mm -hmm. it's just that little thing, isn't it? It's coming up with that one thing that is going to be that creative that suddenly Mm -hmm. everyone wants you. I mean, the key is always for any, you know, for is, I think is uh, like, it's obviously just marketing and PR is a big thing, you know, like that was a lot of publicity, getting publicity then turns into, you know what I mean? 
other money. Same thing, like after I did that, I knew that a key thing was to keep myself like in the public eye. So, you know, I was also only 23 when I ran for governor. So I was, because of all the, like the quick fame I got from that, I was always out in the like LA club scene. Like if I wasn't on the road dancing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights, I was always, I knew what club had the paparazzi at it. And I would purposely like, I would go in there. I'm like, okay, I got to be crazy when I leave here tonight because I know that then they're going to show that. So I would like always try to come up with, <laughs> I mean, these, like, you know, so many people would just think, oh, look at Mary Carey. She's such a mess. I'm like, yeah, I'm such a mess that I figured instead of just getting, dr- getting drunk, like, look, she's always drunk on TMZ. I'm like, that's because I purposely like went out where the press was at and drank to get publicity. Like if I was really that stupid and drunk, I wouldn't have known to go do, I wouldn't have left the Valley to go to Beverly Hills to do that, you know? And so by, by doing that and always kind of being like known as that party girl, that was then how I got to do celebrity rehab, which was, you know, at the time it was one of the first times an adult film star was on a, like a reoccurring role on a normal channel. So, I mean, it was great too. It was good money. Up, up my future dancing. And I mean, and it, it definitely helped me in a lot of ways too, you know? So I feel like all of it though, is always like kind of figuring out a way to keep yourself out there. Yeah. And then just, you know, I mean, marketing, I just all marketing, you know, it really, I think it's a little harder these days to market because now there are, it's like I was telling my husband, when I ran for governor the first time, pretty much if you wanted to like know what was going on, there was, you didn't, you watch the news, you know, you watched different news channels, you watch TV shows. These days, people don't have to like watch TV. They can actually, they don't even have to have cable. You can watch Amazon, Netflix. You can look at everything on the laptop or, you know, like, so it's a lot harder to market things now. Even being on a TV show these days is much harder because there are such a wide variety of ways to like get entertainment, you know? There so are marketing the, is harder now. So there are there's so many other places, you know, you got mm-hmm. the lucky spots on the on the TV and it's, you know, on the channels yeah. that people were probably watching. A lot of people Back were watching then, yeah. at the time, whereas now mm-hmm. there's so much choice. You know, I know exactly. I've just canceled my TV subscription. I haven't yeah. watched TV in I know. months. You're right. Everything's on the screen, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. I go to look at Twitter for the news. I look at the yeah. one where it's the Associated Press. So I, mm-hmm. I know I'm looking at the real yeah. news to like yeah, Amazon exactly. and Netflix and, mm-hmm. you know, and even on YouTube, trusted sources that you can go and look and even if it's just like trailers of new things that are coming up and it's yeah. it's more difficult for us to kind of get out there and, and choose, well, which platforms are going to work mm-hmm. for us. You know, you know, back then compared to now, because there is a lot mm-hmm. of stigma about sex workers. You know, was it a stigma then? Do you, do you feel more accepted then, or do you feel more accepted now? You know, I I think okay. So that I never realized there was a stigma with it the first like six months I was doing it when I was in LA. But I think I didn't realize because I was only you know I didn't have a contract yet, so I was shooting like every day. Um, always hanging out with the porn people I met at porn awards things. Like I was very, I was very immersed in the porn business when I first came to LA versus then once I started having mainstream stuff, then I became obsessed with trying to get into mainstream events, but I, um, only was around porn people. So I didn't know anything was wrong with it. And I also viewed porn stars like as like big celebrities, like in my opinion, like I was just like, Oh my God, Jenna Jameson is like the most famous person on earth. You know, like that was what I thought. So um, I didn't realize that other people 
Like I looked at all their pictures and thought, look at these glamorous models, you know, I don't know. So I didn't know there was a stigma until when I was running for governor. And I remember a reporter was like, yeah, so it's like you must have like, you know, sex with like 20 guys a day and stuff. You must be so tired. And I was like, what? No. And then I was like, I mostly do girl, girl. I just started doing boy, girl. Then I'm like, I realized that to them, it's like that. They don't know. No one knows what that means. It's just you're a porn star. It doesn't matter if you've done one girl, girl scene or you've done like a hundred guy gangbang, they view everyone the same. That's done the, done this industry. And, um, but I, I don't know. I, I also viewed it as like Mary Carey was like this character for me, you know, like I, I kind of made like she was in my mind. I wanted her to be like an exaggerated version of myself, which is like I like she's really bubbly. I kind of tried to play like almost like a dumb blonde, like. It was all, it, I don't know. It was just, she was like a character. So I don't think I ever got too bugged by the stigma yeah. with it because I was just like, that's not really who I am. But no, I definitely, I mean, now I, I think once I moved to Florida where I live now, I felt very bothered by feeling like I had a stigma. Like I, when I first moved here, I quit doing anything Mary Carey. I was like not even posting on Instagram. I wasn't doing OnlyFans. I quit feature dancing. I got married to a guy who was a doctor. And I, I mean, I honestly always believe, okay, and then I'm going to be... You know, 39, 40 years old. When I quit porn, I'm going to get pregnant and have a baby. And that's my new life. You know, unfortunately, I was eight months, a year being no Mary Carey, no baby, not earning any money, depressed because, of what you know, I felt like so empty. And then um, my husband decided, you know what, do OnlyFans. And then, I mean, what I would do is when he was at work sometimes, I would like sneak away and webcam. And I used to hate camming. But then because it was my only Mary Carey outlet, I'm like, this is so fun. But then he started finding all these stubs, like pay stubs around the house. It's my with secret bank account. And he's like, where are all these checks coming from? And then I told him, but now, I mean, but then, you know, I'm still not pregnant yet, you know, hoping for that. But until then, I mean, I've gone back to doing Mary Carey stuff. And it's actually been so great that my husband has stopped working full-time in the ER now. And he's been, he's in school to learn anti-aging medicine. But now I do my OnlyFans and it's been really great. You know, my husband helps me shoot the videos and everything. I do Sex Panther. And then also one of the things I just never realized, which is such a great income, is Streammate, the web webcamming site that I had done sporadically over the years. But I just think, I don't know. I think I never put a lot of time into it because it sounds so egotistical, but I was like, I'm Mary Carey. I am not a cam girl. Like I am too good to be just a cam girl. So I never like would do the camming contest. I never went out and bought the special camming equipment because I viewed, I was like, I don't know. I thought like, you know, I think a lot of well-known porn stars think we're like better than just being a cam girl. But starting about like six months ago, I just was like, you know what? I'm a cam girl and I like it because, you know, I discovered how much money by putting in like, I mean, now I just start turning down feature dance bookings again because I'm like, wait a minute, I could like go through the pain in the ass of being in a club, waiting for someone to maybe drive, you know, like waiting for the staff, where, what hotel am I in, dealing with the flying, dealing with everyone being late, worrying if the person driving you is drunk, you know, or I can just stay in my house and camp, you know. So I love this. So let's recap. So you took yeah. some time out, you got married. Mm -hmm. I actually remember when you got married and this is like, and how do I know uh. that you got married? Because you posted, it was featured on TMZ. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even now, like, it, you know, in the recent years, the me the mainstream media are still interested in in you and yeah. what you're doing. You know what the key is again for Mar again TMZ. I always had a good relationship with them. I constantly am always thinking like, oh, is this a good story for TMZ? So like when my husband and I got married in Cuba, the Jonas Brothers happened to be the only people at the place we rented out. 
So I quickly ran over and got a picture with me and my husband and the Jonas Brothers. And then I like <laughs> sent it to TMZ immediately and was like, hey, why don't you guys do a story? Here's your headline. Jonas Brothers crash Mary Carey's wedding. And they're like, good idea. And then they used it. So I'm always like, okay, wait, what's a good storyline here? You know, like, how do I twist this? So yes, my wedding was on TMZ. <laughs> I, I saw, see, it's it kind of it's smart. It, it's coming up with the ideas, but it's also because you've got the established links, you've gotten the established relationship. And because you are mainstream, you know, mm -hmm. media worthy, not most people that are listening to this are not going to be bored. What you've got to think about is, using the tools that you've done, you know, thinking of that creative idea and putting it out there. And it doesn't have to be to TMZ. It yeah. could be, you know, to a, a smaller media outlet. Um, and Instagram or TikTok. I mean, even though it doesn't work for me, TikTok's canceled about 12 of my accounts. Instagram, I've been on a year now. I know you had your Instagram problem. I've had about a, taken away. a year basically where I've been going backwards. Like, you know, it shows you your reach. My reach was 200,000 on a post to 15,000. So like, obviously there's something, you know, I'm assuming yours, like they got too many complaints from probably some jealous girl and they took yours away. Yep. Mine, I probably got a lot of complaints, but not quite enough to like make it go away. But they're just like, we'll just make sure no one sees it, you know? Yeah. So, but for some of these girls, they can really market on that, you know? Try to like pick the platforms and see, you know, what works for you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're both in the same situation, you know, we're kind of, I, I think for the more established, the more well-recognized people, mm -hmm. you know, yourself, Mary Kiriam, me, Tanya Tate, big, you know, big names that are out there, you have a lot of haters and they come for you and they mm -hmm. will, they'll try. So Instagram uses the tools that they have. They either just reduce your reach. So yep. you're, you're kind of hidden, basically. You're yep, really, really exactly. hidden. Or they just take your account away and, you know, for a reason that, you know, for mine, they said I was soliciting and the post that they said I was soliciting on is a post where it said, mm. I'm going to be going live later. Come and join me. Yeah. And a lot of every girl, almost every girl does that. You know what I mean? It, every girl posts that. So it, Yeah. And they, that was the reason. So and I you like cancel. They cancel Jesse James. They got rid of hers. Brandy loves. I mean, a lot of girls are losing their Instagrams. They, they took it. Yeah. I mean, Brittany yeah. Amber got hers taken away. And so we have to start from scratch. So, it, you know, oh, so it's always yeah. a challenge, but you've got to work your way around the challenges, you mm -hmm. know, and knowing like which platforms work for you. So this is great. So, you know, you decided you were going to start start the OnlyFans again. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah. you added into it the Streammate. And I think Streammate's a great one for a girl who maybe doesn't have a big following yet. Because and what I like about Streammate versus the other campsites, even though I haven't used them, is that you know, you are just one on, you know, that like you're in a, when you're in like the free area, no one sees anything and they have to pay, you know, you know, per minute. I think it's a really good place for girls who don't have a big following to get a big following and get those people to join their OnlyFans page, you know, because it's a site that has traffic where guys are going to be coming there. So even if you don't have a big name for them to think about, like they'll see you there and then you could build up a name there. So it's know? like a, a marketing tool by being on I a platform so. that's got a whole lot of traffic on. I, I, mm -hmm. I like that. I used streaming many, many years ago before any of these premium yeah. social media, you know, mm -hmm. we're all using OnlyFans and there's a, a whole lot of yeah. other platforms that are available. But before then, like streaming was the big thing, you know, mm -hmm. back, you know, I was shooting adult movies and I topped it up with streaming. And yeah. at the time, the reason why I stopped using streaming is because they opened it up. So suddenly you shown everything in free. 
and oh, yeah, that was at the that, time yeah. the, the it, mm. you know everything was hidden behind the paywall so you had to pay to yeah. go into the room and that was great because you know fans would jump across but then they opened mm. it up so there was a lot of these girls that um, they were using nudity and toys and everything to that people, they could yeah. to lure people into the paid chat so for people like me that I sat there in the lingerie and I'm like well I'm not playing with my body yeah. unless you know if you want to take me and then I'll play um, yeah, that's and, and it become kind of it, at the time it was quite difficult for me so in the end I thought it, it, it there was too much I was like yeah, okay I give much. up mm-hmm. <laughs> I give up because the the, vol- the the amount of money that I was making compared to yeah. what it was went down so that's great that you're on there now and it, it you know for you making the money now is that because one of the reasons you know you've been gone from online places for a long time and now suddenly you're back so it's that you know and I think I'm also getting a whole it's so funny I what I've noticed is it's a whole different there's the guys that are my fans for a long time ago which are usually going to be over the age of like 35 (laughs) but then I get all these young I mean I was really didn't know that this like milf thing was so serious until I start getting I get tons of these people pretty much if they're under 30 they did not know who I was before <laughs> a few of them do but and it's a whole different group of guys that because milf thing is very big on streaming yeah. I mean but you know the other thing with streaming the only thing is the reason I don't like it as a primary thing is um well I just use it only if it's a contest or a bonus I don't like that they take 65 percent they, the they take a massive, so a I massive court. Only do it if I can get a bonus or like a contest, because then I feel like okay, if I'm making an extra a thousand bucks, then it's not. But I won't, I don't like to do it unless there's something like. But there's like a contest or a bonus, like you know, a couple of weeks and, out of the month now. So an added incentive. So when there's an added incentive, so you're looking at streaming, you're making sure that you're keeping on top of when they're doing the bonuses, mm-hmm. when they're doing yes. the contests. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming they're doing like Thanksgiving contest yeah. and yep. they did a Halloween mm-hmm. contest and they've got a Christmas contest coming up. Yes. So you're <laughs> very focused on those yes. specific events and projects mm-hmm. because you're going to be going to go towards those bonuses because you know that that's going to bang up your dollar mm-hmm. it's going to stick or it's like exactly you're getting more of your money like even like last week mm-hmm. i was going through a medical procedure where a couple of days i couldn't even do it and i did not feel good all of last week but there was like i mean too bad i wasn't feeling healthy because if you made ten thousand that week you were going to get an extra five grand but i was like look if you get over 2500 you're going to get an extra 25 percent, i think it was so i was like you know what i'm just needed to 25 hours so i just got my 25 hours and then Whatever I made, I need, but I was like, why not get, like, they take so much of my money. I want to only work when I can get the money, you know? Yeah. And you can really, you just, you know, I figure out every month, like, okay. Because, like, on OnlyFans or Sex Panther, you don't, you you can maybe look at what you make every month, but you can't really guarantee that. With the camming, I know, for the most part, if I put in this many hours, I'm going to make this much money, you know? And so I try to, like, tell myself for camming, I have to make sure I make, let's say I say, okay, must make $10,000 on camming, and then... I low end in my mind how much I'll make on the other sites, but like so that in my mind, everything equals a certain amount, you know, and I think that's 
what girls need to do, you know? So it's, it's having hard. an idea in your mind, you know, mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be making the same amount of money as you, exactly. you know, we're all on different levels. We've all got different mm-hmm. fan bases and we're all using different platforms for different reasons, but it's yeah. having that, you know, you're saying you've got the goal, the money, the, the mm-hmm. monetary value yeah. in your mind that you're like, okay, this month, this is how much money that I want to be, get moved into my bank account. Because that's yeah. really what we look at. It's like, well, how much mm-hmm. is how much am I getting paid out? You know, I can <laughs> yeah. see you thousands of dollars in there, but stream mate, you know, yeah. you, I, I'll say it, they are a, a very expensive platform. Like sixty five percent is not really the norm now. Things changed. You know, yeah. we didn't no longer need stream mm-hmm. mates to just pay us thirty five percent out. You no, know, a lot. Let, let's be honest. A lot of the platforms, the top, the, you know, the best one you can make is eighty percent that you keep, um, yeah. and you know, some of them as low as sixty, depending on mm. you know. So it's between sixty and eighty percent payout that you you normally yeah. get on most of the other platforms that I use, yeah. and probably you, you yeah, know, I, Sex Panther is very good. I think you know that it's a good. It's a good, I think they, they are very fair on Sex Panther. So let, let's move on yeah. to Sex Panther because you had an established stream mate account that you kind of just picked back up in and carried yeah, on. Exactly. And the only fans you'd already set up, but Sex Panther you started using just a few months ago. Yes, so tell me August. what, you know, since August, is it when the OnlyFans issue come out when they thought OnlyFans was going to be disappearing? Although it's not, we're all still here. Yeah, exactly. But was is that um, around the time that you took the move it it was kind of and also just like some of the girls i know from honestly some of the girls i know from streammate they're pretty much just streammate models that's what they do a girl that was just talking about how she loves this website sex panther because she can she's in college and she logs in and that way she says she can like study and everything so i'm like you know what i gotta look at this website i've been hearing about it from for years and then i checked it out and I mean, I really like it. Although, you know what? I think a lot of girls sign up to it. If you want to make good money on Sex Panther, though, girls probably think, oh, I just, I logged in. My my picture is there. And then, you know, you know, it is a lot of work. Like, you know, things are crazy the last couple of days, I should say. And so it wasn't so much constantly on Explorer, logging in and out, sending messages. You know, I wasn't doing that. And what a drop in my money, you know? So it's, that's the one thing. I mean, if someone's going to work on it, you have to put in effort, you know? I think that's actually why... Like some of the girls in the top that are top earners on Sex Panther are not necessarily some of the biggest names in porn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the biggest names in porn, a lot of them think, oh, I'm here. I'm on the platform. It, it does, it, it's, <laughs> like, it's, am, yeah. it's very you true. Know. I'm quite successful on the platform. You're yeah, quite you successful yes, on the platform. Yes. Now I'm literally sitting here now. I've got one computer open yeah. and you know, we're doing the podcast yeah. and I've literally got the other computer open <laughs> and there it is. My finger is moving. There's Sex Panther and there I am. Yeah. Oh, let's have a little look in. Even yeah. while I'm talking to you. <laughs> you <laughs> I'm know what? Sitting, I should, yeah. Do, uh, so press the work. button go i'm on the home page i'm on the messages <laughs> page i'm literally yeah. I, know, I can look at my earnings it tells me you know but by being like logging in and being active yeah. on the site yes. it, it does it puts you on the front page mm-hmm. you know there's yeah. there's a part on sex panther which says you know who's active now so yep. by me pressing that button i'm now suddenly yeah. going to come up on that page 
Yeah, so, I didn't know that. I don't. Th- I didn't think many people. I mean, you and I talked about, so I knew that you had figured it out too. But yeah, I was like, I don't. I wonder if a lot of girls know to do that. They should do that. I don't. My husband says whatever he looks over. He looks over my shoulder on it, and he's like, it's always the same couple people. You know what I mean? I I look but, as well. And I think, oh, there she is again. Oh, there she is again. And then <laughs> yeah. and then I think, okay, I and then you because you see some of the same girls, and then you yeah. see them being in the top. So it is. Mm-hmm. It's putting the effort in. It's being there. And it's being available. I use OnlyFans and Sex Panther as my na- two main places. Yeah. OnlyFans, you know, I go in as and when, and it's kind of a rotation for me to go through the DMs. It's the rotation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can send the media. It's They can unlock it. They can open it. They've yeah. got to wait the turn till the talk. Whereas Sex Panther, it's very instantaneous. You know, mm-hmm. I, let's be honest. I've got one iPhone there. I've got me other. I've got two <laughs> iPhones. Yeah. So yes. it's, 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 you can. Constant, yeah. Two iPhones, two computers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sitting here surrounded by yes. by equipment. So I've got easy access to the fans and yeah. they've got easy access to me. Well, it's, you know, and that's the thing too. Like when I'm on Streamate, for example, I keep another window open for Sex Panther because I still make more money if I get a 10-minute video call on Sex Panther. You know, I'm able to charge less. That's more money than I get for 10 minutes on Streamate. So I, a lot of times, leave Sex Panther open. And the second somebody were to call on Sex Panther, I quickly Bye-bye like- Streamate. Yeah, hold on Streamate, answer on Sex You know, I do one goes through the, la- the camera on my laptop, the other one's a special camera. So if one's not using the other. and. And then I am yeah, on my phone doing OnlyFans or like as long as I'm in the free chat, I'm actually if someone's really boring on streammate in the paid area. I'm over on Sex Panther reading messages. But, you know, <laughs> I don't think that, you know, that's the thing I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, a lot of girls or women join these websites and they think it's just instant money. But anyone who's making good money on these websites, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, and I think that's one thing people so many people don't realize is the amount of work it takes to do everything. It it does. It but... it really does. It's so it's finding the right platforms that work for mm-hmm. you. Whether you're exactly. an absolute beginner, whether you're a person mm-hmm. that is very well known or not known to anyone, and you're starting from yeah. scratch, it's finding the right platforms, trying them out, seeing what works for you, and putting the effort in. You know, you're telling me twenty five hours a week on yeah. you know streaming that's mm-hmm. a lot of your time it's really yes. a lot of your time constantly you mm-hmm. know being with that camera on being there available for the fans and it pays off the yes. work pays it does. off and sometimes i'll be like oh my god cuz you have basically had 7 days to get 25 hours in because in order to get the bonus, you need the 25 hours. Because otherwise, I know girls are lazy. Girls will do five hours and just get their bonus. And I was like, how am I going to do this, though? Because two of these days, I know I'm not going to be able to work. And then I wasn't feeling well. But I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. I, I can figure out a way to do 25 hours over the course of five days. That's like normal people work eight hours a day. Or sometimes I'll get like, I get lazy with camming. And then I think about my girlfriend from high school who's doing an hour commute to and from work. She's a lawyer and she said that I'm still making more money than her doing camming than she's making as a lawyer right now, having to commute. She's at the office eight to nine hours. Like she's not doing fun law. She's doing real estate law. She's sitting there typing all day long and she had to go to college for like a billion years. And so whenever I start feeling lazy, I start thinking, wait a minute, I have zero commute. (laughs) Like I set up a little camming area. I have to put makeup on, but 
You know, it's like literally takes 15, 20 minutes to get ready. 35, 40 if I want to do really good makeup. But I don't usually do good makeup. So throw on some eyelashes. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? It's like thinking, you know, taking the appreciation for what you've got right now. You know, you've mm-hmm. got, you, you're there, you've got your setup, you know, you've got your health, you've got your body, you, mm-hmm. you've got the tools that you need, put on the makeup and just appreciate and, and being thankful for that. You know, mm-hmm. knowing that you can earn a really good salary, a really good, you know, each year your tax return is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, very glowing, shall we say, you, you know, <laughs> And yeah. just knowing that, appreciating that and being thankful for that and, and thinking about, you know, other people that have to do what they have to do to mm-hmm. get that same amount of cash coming yes. in. I always you have know. to, that's the thing, that's the main thing I do whenever I feel like I don't want to cam or work or like, honestly, sometimes I'll be so tired and it's like 1 a.m., 1 30 a.m. And I'm like, literally just gotten in bed. I took my Benadryl to try to get some sleep and I can... I hear that sex panther thing or I get a message while you video chat and I want to be like, no, I'm tired. I want to lay here. And then I'm like, wait a minute, in 10 minutes, I might make an extra hundred bucks. Like I think how many people would like to have to like, you know what I mean? I leave a couple of dildos because I have my two, I have my bedroom set and I have my just always in the office set up with all my dildos around and (laughs) (laughs) dildos all over the house. So no matter where I'm at, I can answer, but you know, and I remind my, or like something like, I don't know, even today I saw these guys like working on the roofs in my neighborhood and I was like, Oh my God. And they would probably be like, you could tell them that you can make like $150 an hour, just like sitting, like, you know what I mean? Like my one friend used to say that he thought streaming was like having, he's like, it's like you have your personal ATM. You just go sit in the, you know, on your couch and then, and I never thought of it like, and I'm like, no, no, no. Feature dancing is much easier. But now I'm like, wait, feature dancing is not easier. <laughs> like, you know, this feature dancing seemed easier, especially when I used to like to drink heavily because all you had to, you know, think about feature dancing. If you're an alcoholic, it could be a really, it's like the only job you can manage to do if you think, because like I had, a, I could get drunk on the plane to the booking. I could have drinks before I got to the club. I could drink at the club, you know? So For me, that was an easy job. Whereas, you know, now that I'm sober and do good business, uh, camming is the way to go. You can't be drunk on cam. You just, I used to try it. It doesn't work, you know? Yeah, I I think the guys aren't really, most guys are not really turned on by a a girl who's drunk laying on her back. And, you know, you've got to be smart. You've got to be creative, you know? And I'm, I'm, it makes me so happy, Mary, that you're in a really good place you know mm, thank you you're doing amazing i love your work ethics you know what though i have to say i still think my work ethic it's definitely i think it's gotten it's improved it's gotten a lot better but it's still not as good as i would like you know like you know, that's the hard thing about having jobs like this it's like you know sometimes you do want to maybe be a little lazy but then it's like okay like today i'm not really if I, you know like i didn't put enough effort forward on sex pants. i didn't reply to people on only fans yesterday if i don't go on cam you know because you don't have like a set thing you have to do, you got to do it for yourself. And so, but then when I slack off on it, I get sad and then I go overboard trying to make up for it. But yeah, I think it's like, I think it's hard to have a work ethic. You know, you got to, you have a great one. I mean, yours is really good. You and like Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann is probably, of anyone I met when I became friends with her, I had never met someone with a work ethic like hers. Just definitely the strongest of anyone I know. You you need to get a creative effort. You know, if you're going to have a creative effort, whether it be, you know, on YouTube or TikTok or using different avenues, you know, just know that this can lead 
to a greater awareness of your brand. So Mary, I'm going to ask you if you've got any suggestions, you know, like one line, one suggestion that you would give to up and coming creators on generating a broader or a mainstream awareness of your brand. I never can do anything in one sentence, but I think the biggest thing is to, um, to not give up, to try a couple different ones and just you have to, since it's up to you, you're the content creator, you have to like put, like map out a time of your day, you know, like for me today, it's like, well, obviously Sex Panther, I know the second I wake up, I'm working on that all day, but then I'm more actively doing it, you know, once I run all my errands, you know, camming, I know I'm going to do that today for four hours. I know I'm going to shoot, you know, like a Thanksgiving video for OnlyFans for one hour. Like, so I guess the key is just to, Make a schedule for yourself, you know, make a, don't just say, okay, today I'm going to work on this. Like I, I think put it, mark down your hours to do it and not give up and you just gotta, you gotta pull out time into it. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a multiple sentence explanation, but that, that's good. You know, it is, <laughs> I think that's it. it. It's just, you know, giving a piece, piece of advice mm-hmm. to the people that are listening, you know, set your schedule, know what platforms you're working on and stick to a plan. Mary, where can everybody find you online? You know what? So marycarry.com. Now it's not a traditional website like back in the day, but it has the links to everything I do. It has the links to my OnlyFans, Sex Panther, Camming. And if you really ever want to just get a hold of me right away, Sex Panther is the best way because that comes directly to my phone. It's not like OnlyFans or anything where I have to like go and log into the app. You know, I'm getting those messages. Yep. So, and it's a good price. <laughs> I lo- I'm obsessed with Sex Panther. So it's like, I, I, I love Sex Panther. It's, you know, yeah. I'm totally on that all the time. Even, how many I times have I girls. pressed? Yeah. How many times I have I pressed that? <laughs> this is six six years. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much. Everyone thank go you. to marycarry.com. You can find yes. out all of her links. It's a link oh, hub. You'll see all the stuff, how you can get in touch with her. Thank you so much, Mary Carey, for coming thank on Tanya Tate. Mills Making Money Podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs>for joining me on Tanya Tay Presents MILF's Making Money Podcast. A special thank you to my guest, Mary Carey. So I've been asking you every episode if you've got a relevant podcast question that you want me to answer or maybe a constructive comment. Then, you know, just let me know. You can post on my social media, Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. Use the hashtag Ask Tanya Tate or you can leave me a message on my voicemail via SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Maybe you will get mentioned on my next show. I have a Twitter question from Derek Gillies. He asks, can you copyright your name and image on social media? Wow, this is a massive topic and it's something that I end up touching on almost daily on my social media. People can use your image, your name. They make multiple accounts across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Now the list goes on. It's non-ending. There's all kinds of other platforms that people can go and make fake accounts on. 
you know, I, I give up on Facebook, really, I really do, because every time I made an account, they deleted it. I use Twitter, twitter.com slash Tanya Tate Unverified. I use Instagram, instagram.com slash Tanya Tate XO. I put up on both of those places a, a link tree. So a link tree, it's just my name and that lists all of my places. But people still try and make accounts, whether they use a different name or whether they just simply use your pictures. So I guess what Derek's asking is, can you copyright your name and image on social media? You can make reports to the different platforms and you can say they are using my copyrighted content. It's a process, but it can be done. You can also trademark your name. So that involves getting a lawyer and helping them to make a trademark for you on your behalf. So for example, I own the trademark Tanya Tate. You'd think it'd be really easy for me to just get every single account taken down that is across platforms that uses the name Tanya Tate within those given classes that my trademark falls within. It is supposed to be simple, but platforms really are not very helpful. They don't make it easy. If it was me and I was starting again, I would do exactly the same thing. I would get my name trademarked. So for example, you could use a lawyer to do that. Corey Silverstein from Adult Law. He's one of the, the solicitors that I'm using. I've also used Michael Fatterosi. Get an adult industry lawyer to help get your trademark. And then once it's up and running, you need someone to help take down that content. So for me, I use Clip Sentry from Takedown Piracy. So they help get taken down those stolen images. It's a massive process. But you know, in short, yes, you can. Your name is copyrighted. Your name is trademarked if you have the trademark. And your images, if they were taken by you on your phone, then they belong to you. So all my selfies, every single image belongs to me. People repost. So it's it's a massive battle. But yeah, very interesting question. So thank you, Derek, for sending that question to me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tanya Tate. He tweeted me with a hashtag ask Tanya Tate. So let's listen to some of my favorite SpeakPipe voicemails of the week. Hey, it's Lindsay Ryder, and I just wanted to tell you how much I love listening to your Mills Making Money podcast. I've gained so much valuable knowledge from the important topics that you and your guests have discussed, such as branding, legalities of content creation, and even dealing with the stigma of being a sex worker. I'm so looking forward to hearing more. And thank you so much for doing this podcast. Oh, Lindsay Ryder, thank you so much. That is ever so sweet of you to leave that feedback. You know, I do know that Lindsay listened. She's been listening to the podcast and she was texting me and she was telling me some of the feedback and she was telling me like some of the things really helped her, you know, a lot of the tools and the tips. And I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful that I'm helping someone, you know, someone that's in the industry that is using these tools. Are you someone that is in the industry that uses any of the tips or the hints? If you are, why don't you leave me a voicemail message as well? Speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Let me know. I'd, I'd love to play more industry people. Let's play another of this week's favorite Speakpipe voicemails. Tanya. My name is Gene. Yes, I'd like to be mentioned in your next video, your next podcast. And I just want you to know I love you very much. That's all I want to say. I love you very much. And yes, I would like to be mentioned. Thank you, baby. I love you. Oh, wow, Gene. 
you must really, really, really love me very much. It's a shame though, Jean, I just don't recognize you from my premium social media. So if you love me so much, why are you not talking to me over there of the undying love you have for me? Let's take this one step further. Get inside my message box on my premium social media, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO and my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. You can see all of my official links, including my premium social media, Sex Panther and OnlyFans, all those VIP places on my link tree. Just search, just use the internet search, search link tree and then add my name, Tanya Tate. It's all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. This is Tanya Tate. Hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, turn every negative into a positive. Thanks for listening to Mills Making Money podcast. Picture yourself with the most amazing future. If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. Now get out there and go and build your bank. <laughs>